In this episode of the Retire ASAP show, we're going to talk about Roth conversions and why right now when the markets are down, it might make sense for you. It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP show where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike and with me, I have Brad Fike. What's up, Brad? Well, we're just hanging out here at the shop and, uh, you know, trying to figure out where the markets are going to go. The shop. I feel like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Office shop. I don't know. What, I like the mechanical kind of shop. We're, you know? we're really, we're cranking the wrenches and we're really doing tough work around here. Yeah. Or, you know, what do they call fire department? The station. The station. We're hanging out at the station. At the station. Because we're putting out fires right now. Uh, it does feel a little <laughs> bit like that. And I'm sure some of our listeners are thinking the world is burning around them. They've looked at their portfolio in the last two or three weeks and went, what in the, you know, they may have never seen something like this. We have so many new investors, let's say in the last decade. In the last 10 years, we haven't seen major long-term recession looking type dips well, we saw COVID. I guess that was a, but it felt like that, that was, was a very bit short, though. Short term, although in the in the middle of it, felt like it could have lasted forever. Yeah. So you just you never really know. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. But right now, people are feeling the pain because they're opening those statements, they're getting online, they're seeing the numbers, and they are not liking what they see. Right. Uh, and I kind of am excited about the fast drop that we just had. Uh, I like it when it cliffs like that because the faster it goes down is the quicker to get it over with and get back up and moving again. So, like ripping the Band-Aid off. Yeah, I guess so. I, you know, I, Maybe I'm wrong on that uh, philosophy, but that's how I look at it for myself. And you know, You've been through a couple of these. I've been through several of them. I uh, started in 83, so I've seen a little bit. You've, see, you've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm old enough to know that, though. Yeah, well, you're, you're young at heart. Isn't that the case? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Body feels like it's well, old. Well, there's different types of recession, too, right? You have you know, the, v, the V-shaped type of recessions where you're, you get the cliff where you fall off the cliff like we're doing right now, but then it rockets right back up. That's kind of how the COVID um, downturn looked a little bit there. You get the Ws and you get the Ks, and there's all kinds of different philosophies about different letters that can happen in the stock market charts right. that can show how the recovery is going to happen. A lot of people are saying this one might be a U-shaped one, which means it's a straight dive down stays down there at the bottom a little bit longer so it's flat down there and then it shoots back up eventually when we get back into a growth type of cycle so you just you never know what we're gonna get we could see this for the next three months we could see this for the next 18 months to 24 months you just don't know yeah and you know i was in the conference room this morning with a client and i noticed the crystal ball is not on the conference table any longer and I was going to help try to, you know, pull it over in the middle of the table and see if we could get some answers, but I couldn't find it. Do you know what happened to the crystal ball? It's behind you. We had to move it for our videos that we sent out via email. Oh. I moved it because it was a, it was an eyesore, not really for the table as a decoration, but didn't look right in the videos. So it's actually behind you on the little side table. Yeah. Okay. So we still have it. That was important because I could have probably told him what was going to happen. Well, next, I looked you know, at it last months. time and that thing's still broken. So we might as well throw it in the dumpster because it's about useless. Well, you never know when it would start working. Might need new batteries. New batteries in our crystal ball. See the future. (laughs) Well, here's what we have today. I wish I had good news to tell you exactly when the market's going to bottom out, exactly when to dump all of your money in, 
and exactly when to make the most money. But I don't have that. We don't have the crystal ball working. We need new batteries. We don't know what the future brings. But there are different things that you can be doing right now. We just sent a video out to all of our clients. Um, it actually comes out today. Uh, they, they're going to be receiving the practical video of what you can be doing. There's a few things you should be doing. One of those things is the obvious. Stay the course. We always talk about it on this podcast is stay in the market. Don't panic. Don't get out. Don't sell your shares because they're worth less than what they were six months ago. Just be patient because it's just like owning a house. Whereas just because your house dropped in value, does that mean you sell the house and get the heck out of there? No, you wait it out and then you wait for a good time to sell your home. So same thing with the stock market. Don't panic when things are down. But one thing that's a little bit more strategic and it's a little more nuanced as well. It doesn't work for everybody. But one thing that you can practically be doing right now is Roth conversions. Oh, yeah. You've been considering this even for yourself. Yeah. And so uh, let's go back to that house analogy for a second. Sure. I, I like that. So right now, house values are really high. Everybody's like looking on Zillow and they're checking, you know, all the values, even though they may not want to sell their house and, you know, they're looking at how high it is. My, my net worth has skyrocketed. Ah, there you go. Thank you, real estate bubble market, potentially. I don't know. So you're all wound up. So now what happens when those prices come back down? Because they, someday they come back to a little bit more like reality. So if they go back down, that's when you, you know, do I sell my house now or mm-hmm. do I hold on to it? Well, most people will hold on to it because uh, it's down. So nobody ever panics to sell their house because the value went down. So it's a great analogy that you just used to compare stock market with the house because the house value does go up and down, whether you know it or not. And I think in a lot of ways, people think of their home as this long-term investment. No one buys a house and says, well, I shouldn't say that. There are house flippers. Right. But most people buy their home and say, this is a good 5, 10, 20, 30-year investment for me. I'm going to own this. I'm going to ride it out through the good and the bad. I'm going to put some money into it, You know, fix it up, add a little bit of value to it. But overall, I'm not planning to do anything crazy with it. But yet, yeah. for some reason, when it comes to investing in their retirement accounts like their IRAs or their individual accounts where they handle investments, they think that, goodness gracious, three months, I got to get out of here because it's been going down for three to six months. I'm panicking. I got to move. No, you don't. Think of it more like a house. Think five, 10, 20 years down the road. How, How many of you guys are retiring in the next two months? There's very few investors out there. And if they are, they probably should be making adjustments to their portfolio anyway. They shouldn't be worried about selling off and getting out. They just need to adjust things. Yeah. And that's why I say it's not worth panicking in the market right now. Actually, it's a great time to buy. Great time to buy. So back to the idea of Roth yep. conversions. You've so, been thinking about this a little bit. Well, that's what got me started on uh, thinking about my Roth conversions from my uh, qualified money, which is money that's not been taxed. IRA, 401k, 403b money. And you do comp, uh, Roth conversions. You're basically paying the tax on that money today. And you're moving it over to a tax-free account going forward. Right. But it isn't a taxable, it is a taxable event. So this is the big, huge downside, right? But right now with the market being down, your accounts are down, whatever percent your account is down. And let's say, let's say it's down 10%. Okay. And let's say I got a hundred thousand in an account and it's down 10%. I can now move 90,000 over to the Roth IRA. Now I'm using a very small percentage, right? Sure. So we don't know if this is the bottom or if there's going to be deeper bottom, which I presume may continue to go down a little bit more yet, but I don't know that my crystal balls broke. That's right. And, um, but anyhow, 
I'm I'm gonna let's say it's down to ninety thousand. That's ten percent less than what it was January one. Let's use mm-hmm. an example. Now when I move that ninety thousand over to a Roth, if I convert that to a Roth IRA, I now move the same amount of shares. If I move it in the same portfolio that I'm in, I'm just moving it from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. I'm just using a simple example yeah. here that uh, I'm going to get the same amount of shares in your new Roth in my new Roth. And now I have 90,000 in my Roth. Correct. But when the market recovers, when it goes back up, that money's all tax free from now on. All the growth in there is now from there on. Now I'm going to pay tax on that 90,000. But if you would have converted, let's say in January before the markets went down and say you had that hundred thousand in your account, you converted all those shares over to a Roth IRA, the same amount of shares that you have now, you would have paid taxes on $100,000 of a taxable And it'd be worth 90. And yeah, and it would be worth 90. So you would have lost money. But in this case, it does make a lot of sense. I see what you're saying here is that when do you want to pay taxes? Well, you want to pay taxes when your account is worth the least amount. Right. You want to pay taxes on the lower number. I don't want to pay taxes on 100000 I want to pay taxes on 50000 But for me to do that in a Roth conversion, that means I have to lose 50% of my account value. Nobody wants to lose that much. But like you say, a 10 or 20 or in some cases, if you're 100% stock right now, maybe even a 30% down market right now, you could be paying taxes on 70000 having the same amount of shares in that account. And when markets recover, say they get your 30% that you've earned back and then some, all that growth you never paid taxes on and never will because that's how Roth IRAs are designed. Right. So essentially what you're doing is you're playing the loophole of, hey, government, you want to tax me now. That's fine. My account's worth less. Oh, hey, government, now that I paid taxes now, I don't have to pay them later. Now my account's worth more. That's and going kind of- forward, that tax time bomb isn't going to exist any longer. And for a lot of clients, and I will say this, when it comes to planning, it is beautiful to be able to have tax-free income. It can affect whether or not you pay a Medicare surcharge, which is an extra tax on your Medicare if you earn too much money in retirement. It can change the way that you pay for health care if you retire before 65. Say you're 60 years old and you're using one of the healthcare.gov plans. Those are based on your income. You know what doesn't count towards your income? Roth IRA money. If you take your income from your Roth IRA, you can show on your tax sheets that maybe you only make ten to $15,000 a year. And in that case, you're in that poverty level area. Your health care is dirt cheap. We have a client who does that. He brags about it all the time. He's a millionaire who doesn't pay anything for his health care because he shows very little income on his, reti- on, on his tax forms. And so the beauty of having some of that, and some of this, maybe some of you guys are like, boy, I, I don't know. I sure love paying taxes. And for those who enjoy paying all their taxes, you know, maybe this isn't for you. But for the rest of us who don't like to pay taxes and don't think that our money going into the tax funds is really getting much bang for its buck. This type of stuff makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it does. And the higher your tax bracket, obviously, the the more Uncle Sam's going to fund that in a way. Absolutely. I, I say fund it. They're not actually funding it. But there is, in essence, in your mind, the fact that I'm paying less tax. And if I'm at a higher bracket, that's even a bigger savings than if I wait and convert later. Right. But the beauty of it is, is trying to get into that tax-free growth from there on out. And like you said, tax-free income, that's the ultimate goal. So if you're, if you're looking for that kind of thing, then this is the timing is, is critical to do it when it's low. Don't, you don't have to. Right. And there's people who do it every year and do it when it's high. Yeah. But this is a point in time where you go, maybe this is the time to make a big jump. 
Sure. But keep in mind, you're going to pay the taxes, right? And it's, it's going to be an ugly year. And highly recommend, and it won't work very well, if you take the money out of the IRA that you're going to convert to pay the taxes. You got to have money from somewhere else to, to pay the tax. tax. So if I'm pulling 90 grand out and moving it over to a Roth conversion, I don't want to take another 10,000 10, out and only 80 goes into the Roth. I just defeated my purpose. Right. So if you're looking at that angle, it doesn't make sense. So you want to be able to move the whole 90 and then have an account like a savings account. Money is perfect for it to say, okay, that's going to pay the 10 or 20 or 30,000 that I owe in taxes on it, whatever that might be. Right. So you want that money to come from somewhere else, not out of the IRA at the time of conversion. Exactly. And that's where the nuance of some of this stuff comes in. Because on top of that, not only do you have to figure out, okay, yeah, I have to bite the tax bullet this year. So how am I going to fund those taxes? Is it going to come out of a savings or another investment account somewhere else? And does this all make sense? But then you also have to keep in mind that anytime you do a Roth conversion, that starts a five-year ticking time clock on your IRA. There is a five-year period in Roth IRAs when they're brand new, especially conversions, that you cannot touch that money without paying a 10% excise penalty. So you need to make sure that, okay, if I am going to do this, I can't, I can't take income from here for another five years. Now, again, we have lots of clients in their late 40s and early 50s who are sitting on a few hundred thousand dollars in IRAs. This makes sense because they don't need to touch it. We have some retirees who maybe they're in their late 60s, early 70s, who have a ton of money in their IRAs, but they're not taking much income from those places. So why not go ahead and convert this year? You don't need the funds for another five years anyway. You got other places you're drawing your income from. It makes sense to think in those realms. But again, it does come down to the nuanced side of, does this fit your specific scenario? Which goes back to our disclaimer we always say on here, never make a decision based off of our advice of the podcast. We're just giving you education and tips. What you really need to do is sit down with someone, a financial advisor, a tax advisor, and go through the nitty gritty details of your situation before you do anything. Yeah. And the other disclaimer is past performance uh, isn't indicative of the future performance, right. right? So you could do the 90, you could be down to 90, do the conversion, and then the market goes down another 10%. <laughs> now I'm down to like 80,000. So it could go both ways. Absolutely. But timing to the bottom is very is is impossible. So you Difficult. don't know when this is going to stop going down. You don't know if it's going to keep going down. So, you know, the conversion is is a guesstimate as to when's my best time to do it. I haven't done my own personal one. I've been watching it very closely and thinking very heavily about uh, either all of it or part of it because I'm not going to be pulling income out of it for five years, but I just, I'm not convinced that we're at the bottom. Well, and also every time you say it and t start talking about the taxes, I see you start sweating. You, I do. You, yeah. I, I see the sweat beads form when you think about, boy, that is a big tax burden right there. I don't, I'm not sure if I'm ready to bite that bullet. That is the other piece because it's really hard to say, I'm going to pay the taxes today and be done because that long-term perspective again yeah. on the tax side is so awesome that I never have to pay tax on that again. But it's very hard to envision and feel emotionally how that how good that is when you're writing a big fat check right now. <laughs> so it is a tough decision. I think, it, it, like you said, it is an absolute individual case scenario. Yes. Every person has, it, it's it, all I think we're saying today is, it's something worth exploring for each and every one of you. It may not be a fit. But if you don't look at it, you may miss. 
And I will also throw in the caveat, the younger you are, the more plausible this idea works. I totally agree with that. You're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, even your early 40s. You haven't even amassed a large amount in these tax-deferred accounts quite yet. It may feel like a lot, and it's probably more money than you've ever had, but if you think long-term, that money's only going to grow. So just think about it now. In your younger years, biting that bullet is a lot easier than 25 years from now when your account's worth two, three, four times as much as what it is today. So the earlier you do this, if you just think of your IRAs, your 401ks, your 403bs as ticking time bombs, tax time bombs, the bigger and longer you let them tick, the more taxes you have to pay. The earlier you cut the the string from those, if you can, and again, not every 401k allows you to do this at this point in time. You got to read through your plan description to see if it's an option. But if you have that money available to you and you have that opportunity, boy, the younger you are, the better the benefits are. Yeah. So again, individual case and, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask your advisor. And if you're doing it yourself, uh, well, go online and figure it out. Yeah. There's plenty of articles out there about this stuff. You got to be real careful. Make sure you follow the rules. That's one of the benefits of working someone like with someone like us. And if you are looking for an advisor, you can head over to fikeadvisors.com. There's a schedule now button in the top right corner. You can schedule a time to go over some details. Just a consultation with us doesn't cost you a dime for us to look at what you have and see if this is a possibility for you. So again, fikeadvisors.com, schedule now. You can do a phone call. Uh, We can do a video call on Zoom. We can even have you come into our office if you're local. Any of those options are available to you. Any final thoughts here, Brad, before we sign out, we're going to keep this episode short and sweet. Well, not really too much other than if you're a DIYer and and you're a crypto player and things aren't working out real well for you, might be worth paying a fee to have an advisor help you out. It might be time. You know, there's there's always the beauty of high risk, high reward and some of these different do-it-yourselfer approaches. But in, in a lot of cases, it's just good to have an expert at hand. So There's also pain with that, too. Yes. Well, enjoy the rest of this beautiful Ohio day if you are around here. Maybe you're somewhere else in the country where it's just as beautiful. But enjoy the rest of this sunny day, and we'll see you guys next episode. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.